Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined by Adrian Hernandez, Brandon Deutsch, Armani Buckets. we got a lot going on today. How are you gentlemen Listen, we're good. The the weekend's here, right? That's and right. In Vegas, the All Star, uh, the WNBA has invaded Vegas. The NBA is still sticking around. There's a lot to do over here. Brandon, how are you? Oh, I'm good, man. Um, you know, looking forward to uh, baseball today. Um, you know, coming back whenever you guys are listening to it, you probably some games are already on. Sunday night baseballs coming up this weekend. Astros Angels. Not looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, covering the game today, that's going to be fun. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see if they, if they can win tonight. Um, and we'll see if they can, uh, they have a tough, tough July schedule. By the way, the angels, let me note this. Cause I know we talk a lot Dodgers and no one, re- I know there's the notion. No one really cares about the angels, but they do in the sense that they still have Otani on the team. That's, that's kind of the, and they're a SoCal team. So we need to cover them. Right. But let me say this, their July schedule includes Houston Astros, Atlanta Braves, I believe the Toronto Blue Jays. That's nine games right there that they could all lose. So, you know, if you want Otani on another team, I know media members love to talk about it. This is the month. If the Angels struggle this month, I'm assuming he'll be gone. That's a hell of a hello. Armand, what's up? <laughs> I was, uh, was going to start with a little bit more positive talking about Max Christie, but I, I don't know. Are you guys as excited about Max Christie as it seems like the people oh, yeah. on Twitter? What about Hodge, too? Hodge is like KCP clone, man. Are we? Are these, are these like, who are these guys? Some really guys. Okay, so the, Max, so the Lakers. Max Christie. Uh, listen, you guys have been talking about Max Christie for quite some time. And again, there, there, was, there was a feeling during the postseason. Shoot, like if the Lakers are about to get swept, get Max Christie some run out there. Absolutely. The one thing, the, the one thing I will say, though, coming from a, you know, a less Laker-centric background, the, the Kobe-Max Christie side-by-side pictures, they need to stop. I, I, I can't take it anymore because as good as Max Christie has looked, that is just – an outrageous comparison. And I, I know people are, you know, kind of being sarcastic, I think, when they say that. But I've seen it so many times on Twitter recently. <laughs> and yeah, something I'll say, too, to that is, like, the Lakers, say what you want. I think I still am going to say it. It's early in his career. I still think they made a mistake at 17. There was Nick Smith available, Cam Whitmore, Jaime Jaquez. I said it at the moment. Again, to trust the scouting department. The second round, though, and undrafted free agents, they don't miss. Hodge, this guy Hodge, they got hit five threes yesterday and plays great defense. He's probably going to get a roster spot, at least a two-way, and they can convert him toward the end of the year. That's positional versatility right there. I don't even think they need Christian Wood. This guy uh, Castleton's really good. He can uh, block shots. He's a good pick-and-roll scorer, catches lobs, plays some defense. Right. So like and then Max Christie, of course, taking a leap. Maxwell Lewis, 40th overall pick. Really good. The guy I'm most concerned about is the guy they picked first. How are they so much better at picking guys in the second and undrafted? And they they just they don't pick as good in the first round. It makes zero sense to me. 
I do know one guy that will be taking up a roster spot on the Lakers. Uh, that's LeBron, who's returning. Uh, yeah, he's going to take over the top he spot. He made it about him. He made it about him again, the ESPYs. Oh, I wonder why. He only broke the scoring record. I wonder why they gave him an award for that. Shame on him. Goodness gracious. What? <laughs> what? what does that even mean? Oh, he makes everything about him. He's a master marketer, which is fine, which is fine. But he was never going to retire. He didn't give Jokic his moment when Jokic dominated him in that series. He made it about him saying he's going to retire. And then last night was about everybody, not just him. And then the main story was LeBron's not retiring. Like, of course, no one thought he was retiring. A couple of nights ago, uh, listen, I think it's such an ESPN thing to kind of make it about – he got the ESPY award, and he's coming back again. He wasn't going to retire. No one really uh, treated this like, what's LeBron going to do? And again, during free agency, LeBron put out the pictures of the team that was coming back. So again, listen, I'm not going to hate on LeBron for thinking about retirement following his 20th season. I think it's a testament to LeBron that we're not – thinking that he is going to retire. But no, listen, I I think the timing of it also makes sense. Where Bronny James is playing right down the street at USC, two miles away on campus. And then we'll we'll see what happens. But by the way, this idea, and people have kind of gone back and forth about this. And I think maybe perhaps even perhaps LeBron has too. My guess is LeBron just wants to share the court with his son. This idea that LeBron is going to just follow Bronny no matter where he gets drafted. I mean, I don't necessarily think that's the case. You know, if Bronny James, let's just say, for example, gets selected by the Utah Jazz, like I, I don't think LeBron's going to leave and, and sign with the Jazz. But we'll see how that, that, that all plays out. But I know Adrian's very excited that the first portion of the show is dedicated to the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James, as it usually is. It's the Arash Markazi show, so it's all Lakers <laughs> all the time. So, uh, well. I'm a bit baffled right now. I'm a bit baffled. Uh, some statements that were said a few moments ago, but we'll carry on. For, for those watching on YouTube. About what? About again, what? I mean, uh, he took away Jokic's moment. Like, no, he was at a press conference. He answered the question. And then us and the rest of the sports media, including, again, us, not only did we post that comment where he said, I don't know, why are you asking me after I just lost, after I care about my career and want to win the championship, we also posted uh, earlier at the ESPYs when LeBron made that decision about it. So, like, it brings attention. By it's the way, well, attention I, I will say this because like, I was in the press conference. No, no one asked him about retirement he put that in there before he walked off. So uh, I think that was very calculated. No, no hate on that, by the way. Like I, I, if that's what he's feeling and he wants to put it out there, but no one, I don't think it was a question that someone posed to him. In fact, I think the majority of the questions post them being swept was, Hey, you got a good team coming back. Who would have thought you're in the Western conference finals. And he really didn't want to talk about that. Didn't want to talk about next season. In fact, as he's leaving, he said, I got to think about what I want to do with my career. But we'll see. So. Listen, the biggest question, and Brandon brought it up, it was the story while I was in Seattle uh, this week for the All-Star Game, is what is the future for Shohei Otani? And Brandon, you brought it up. I mean, do we really think that how the team performs over these next couple of weeks will dictate where he goes? Or do you think that they've already decided what's going to happen. Like, like if they go on a run here, 
if they win, you know, six of nine or something like that, do you think that will change the way the team views Shohei Otani? Yeah, I, absolutely. I think we got to take two things into consideration. One, obviously, I said they have one of the toughest July schedules. Um, and this has been the, the worst team in baseball over the past 16 games, worse than Oakland, you know, 14 out of 16 or 13 out of 16 losses. Um, they've been injured, of course, and they're going to get healthier over the month of July uh, and the month of June, uh, August, which is important because if they can tread water, um, the goal is to be, enter September five to 10 games over 500. I know that's not great, but if you can do that and you're healthy and you have Otani, Trout comes back, they have a generational catcher in Logan Ohapi who was one of their best hitters in the first two weeks before he got hurt. He's set to come back. Zach Neto, their star rookie shortstop, he's set to come back. There's a possibility they can still make the playoffs. Now, I'm not saying it's likely considering how bad they've played recently. But I've seen the clubhouse. The players like each other. There's not like there's a sense of hatred towards each other like you might find in the Padres locker room where we've heard reports about, you know, players not being bought in and stuff and the Cardinals or, like, teams that are struggling, like the Mets. Like, the Angels still think they're in the thick of things. And perhaps this break provided them with a sense of urgency. We will find out today. Um, but again, uh, if they can get through this stretch in July, entering August, you know, that's that deadline right there. If they're still 500 a rush, they aren't trading Otani. Like, and that's crazy to say well, uh, because you never want to be 500 entering August. You want to be above 500 for sure, whether it's two games, three games, four games. But if they, if they lose like 10 out of their next 15, I think Perry Minashian is going to have a tough conversation with owner Artie Moreno and say, like, look, we're not competing this year. We need to get something in return for the future. By the way, this is not news, but I forgot to bring it up on the show yesterday because uh, there's more important things happening. But as we head to the weekend on a Friday, I had a funny moment happen in Seattle. I took a picture of uh, the hot dog I had for lunch. I had a Seattle dog, uh, which is um, a hot dog I had never heard of. Again, I've heard of a Chicago dog, right? It was very famous. Um, a Seattle dog is a hot dog that contains cream cheese and grilled onions. Here's the thing. I'm like Joey Tribbiani on Friends. Hot dog, good. Cream cheese, good. Grilled onions, good. So, I mean, I'm just like, I'm just going to try it. So I got one and I took a picture of it just because um, that guy on social media, I'll just take a picture of my food and post it. I don't really care. Uh, really not thinking it would do anything. So just the way social media works, of course, that thing blows up. You know, uh, the last time I checked, it was over two and a half million views. Um, by the way, I loved it. I got another one of those. I, I, I didn't get it from the same vendor. Yeah, 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 bro. I, I had two. Now, not from the same <laughs> vendor, so they look totally different. Um, oh, you've by the way, I, I, did, I did pay the price for that afterwards, but it was totally worth it in real time. Um, all right, this so we got to go. We gotta, discussion. This opens a huge discussion. Oh, I was going to That's why I bring it up. We got we to right, so discuss. Do we, do we, first off, do we put any condiments on a hot dog or do we, are we just eating the glizzy with some bread? Like, how, how does this work? Um, no, I, I have to do at least ketchup on mine, but the, Whoa, the Seattle. That's the controversial thing, as you guys know. And I didn't know there was, because I put ketchup too. 
ketchup and mustard and onions and relish, all that good stuff. There's so many people who you can't put ketchup on a hot dog, which I think is ridiculous, but sorry, Armani Buckets. It's just people have this thing against ketchup on hot dogs, and I'm like, bro, I I grew up with that. So what I was going to say is I agree with that if it's a plain hot dog, but if it's like a Seattle dog or a Chicago dog, I'm going to eat it as, as they make it. I'm not going to add it. It's a Chicago dog again, everybody. What is it? I'm not actually, I should know this, but I don't know. It is relish, uh, celery salt, a wedge of tomato, like a jalapeno on a poppy seed bun. Chicago may have the most overrated food city in the country, but Brandon, we'll get to that too. Brandon, uh, what do you do with the glizzy? Um, I don't eat hot dogs, uh, and here's here's why. I do not eat red meat. The only red meat I I eat is I have these bison liver pills that are super high in protein and you know produce testosterone early in the morning. Prepares me for my day. It's similar to like pre workout. Adrian, of the bison. <laughs> but I don't eat. I don't like. I don't like the taste of red meat though. So I don't eat red meat. I only eat turkey, chicken, like for protein, stuff like that. I feel you. So now the, before, uh, if we go into the Chicago thing, um, which again, one of the most overrated food cities in the I'm country. assuming you're talking about the pizza. So you're, you're saying you it's don't think dish dishes. What is it? Giorgiano's, uh, Gi- that's like nationwide. Giorgiano's and Lou Malnati's. Those are the... Sort of like the oh my God, bro. Lou Malnati's once stole $115 from me. And my family, <laughs> and my family, as it took to make the damn pizza, that was horrendous. But before you we can, get that, the you thing you consider it legal, ro- legal uh, armed robbery. Basically, that's what happened for four hours for no reason. Um, ketchup, <laughs> though, do you guys put ketchup outside? Do you put it inside? I put it on the hot dog. Like, 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 if no, I no, get no, a hot dog, I'm oh, sorry. Excuse me, excuse me. Not in terms of if you put it on the hot dog. I mean, like, in the fridge? At home, do you put it, like, yeah, in the, in the fridge, fridge? or In the fridge. Goes in the fridge. Come on, man. Yeah. Everyone does yeah. fridge, right? Yeah. Yeah. How about hot sauces? Hot sauces is the only thing that stays out? Hot sauces can, can go out. Can go it can go, the, it, it, it it can can go, go either, either or. or. I've heard a lot of people that don't put the hot sauce in because, like, cold with spicy. I don't know. I will say, too, here's another hot take for you. Well, a fact. Um, what, am I, what am I saying? Um, a fact is that mustard, to me, is kind of like Russell Westbrook. Like, it's still Whoa. there. It's still prominent, but it's not. It's Wait, not so you, are you saying that at one point mustard had a moment where it sure, was, like, it on top five condiment, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Like, but then you know, now it's not. Bricasso, <laughs> like they'll, they'll sell. You can get like the three ketchup bottles, or you can do the three variety. And so it'll be ketchup, mustard, something else. Like I'd be cool if one day it's usually ketchup, mustard, and relish is like the little three. Look, 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 look. I'd be the cool mustard. If it's barbecue, replacing mustard. Like mustard doesn't do anything for me. The mustard hate has to stop, man. I mean, I'll still have pretzels, and what do I put on that? Mustard, of course. My girlfriend hates mustard. It's her only thing she hates in the world, but I love it. I love it. To me, it's it's great. It can go on a lot, and if I were to eat a hot dog, it would include both ketchup and mustard. I don't care. I feel you, but is mustard something that you could just put? Like, you can... Who's... Who out there... And be sure to tweet us at the Sporting Trip if you are. Who's just putting mustard like on a hot dog? Who's doing that? A lot of people. 
yeah, and there's a lot of people in jail. They're called criminals. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing here? That doesn't Man, make come any on. sense to me. It mustered by itself. All I'm saying is that it's just not one of them things, man. You know what I'm saying? In a world where there's like cane sauce and Chick-fil-A uh, oh, yeah. sauce and In-N-Out has like a special sauce. Like as we've developed as a nation, as a fast food nation, especially here in America that I'm a product of, like there's been so many sauces that mustard is kind of like mustard ain't out here. That's all I'm saying. And deep dish pizza overrated, bro. Like who's taking deep dish pizza over stuffed crust? Stuffed crust. Wait, stuffed crust is not in the conversation. What's what stuffed stuff crust? Is I, amazing. I know what stuff is better pizza than than. So, I'd so the debate, the debate is it like a New York slice where you can almost like fold it like a taco kind of a thing, yeah. or it's just you know, or like a deep dish where you need like a fork and a knife. Stuffed crust. That's you get that at like Domino's or Pizza Hut or something, right? Right. Or, well, Domino's. now everyone's stealing it from pizza. It's been a weird year. Just little Caesars decided to do stuff. Hey Adrian, no. there's uh, there's good pizza in Vegas. I haven't had it. There oh, is good food here. I mean, there's the, everywhere. The there's places, everywhere. Yeah. Cosmopolitan. If you know, you know. Secret um, pizza, which uh, G A G A Wiley makes it. Uh, that's it was overrated. Time. Secret pizza is overrated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, with- what's your pizza? What's my pizza? I mean, there's tons of pizza. There's like Prince Street Pizza in LA. There's like, there's even like old old style in Westwood. Like if you live by UCLA, like La Monica's. There's like, there's so many options because it's Los Angeles. Everyone wants to live in Los Angeles, right? So like, they have everything. Except for Adrian, I don't, I don't, I don't think it was. Well, well, and if you grow up here, if you grow up in LA, it's different. Like everyone who doesn't grow up in LA wants to move to Los Angeles. It's some like fantasy that you know it's hollywood and stuff like that i mean it's a great city don't get me wrong but the traffic sucks you just know. want to be close to Armand. um <laughs> anyway those are just some of my humble opinions just mine um any comments concerns at adrian radio 93 on twitter don't send it to the trip because the staff didn't approve anything of what i said those were just my opinions on the matter well you know you remember like when 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 we would hire someone for the trip and they they come on the podcast with you some of those food hot takes like kevin e martin does not like it in out burgers i think a lot of people don't like it in out burgers and i'm like i'm not saying it's the greatest burger of all time but well here's the thing i think i, I think it gets hyped up a lot and you see these cars you know like around the block and you're thinking, what the heck's up with that burger? And okay. So the fries are not all that. I get it. You don't have them normal. You got to have them animal style fries, but the burger is amazing. The burger is a fantastic burger. Amazing. Um, yeah. Here's, and it's the best. It is the best fast food. If you want to put it in the fast food class, it's the best fast food burger. Now, is it the best sit down at a restaurant burger? No, you know, it's the best value. You know what I'm saying? Because better than Whataburger. You got these crazy people in the Texas talking about Whataburger. I mean, come on now. That's 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 for me. Like a Five Guys burger does is is fine, right? I don't really have a ranking of burgers. A Five Guys burger is fine, but especially with inflation, if you're getting like a small burger, uh, a small fry, and a drink, you're at like thirty bucks. And that's like no, 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 exactly. Yeah, so that's everywhere. Yeah. Everything is too expensive now, bro. Like, that's not still just, seven, that's not seven. In and out, still seven bucks. Okay, in and out, and that's that's why it's and great. And that's their gimmick. They know what they are. They make a good burger. We keep it the same price, and we just got this on the menu. That's why they're successful. There's something yeah. to be said to that business plan. You what know I, what I'm 
What I will not do, however, I will not be in a long line. So anytime I get a burger from in and out, it's either, you know, 1030 in the morning when I try it. No, it sounds crazy, but that's when they open. So there's no line or late, late night when there's no line. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sitting in a long, I don't know if there's more than five cars in front of me. I'm not, I'm not in that line. So I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Busy and like, it could be relaxing to look through some emails while you wait in that they, line. They, they, they do move the cars pretty quickly, but I'm not, I mean, like, here's the thing. Okay. So I'll say this. If the cars are like outside of the parking lot, if we're going into the street, I'm not doing that. <laughs> just, that's not even a, that's not even a, a, I'm just moving on with my life. There's other places to go for food, for lunch. All right, let's leave it there for now. Brandon has to uh, leave, but he will uh, be back with us next week to tell us what it was like to cover Shohei Otani. Hopefully, he's not to the end from. But we'll be talking about Slam Ball. That's right, Slam Ball's coming back. It's going to be in Las Vegas. So we'll talk about that when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, we're going to continue the conversation. It's going to be a unique segment. Uh, I'll give you guys sort of like the background for those that are watching on YouTube um, and even those who may be tuning in on the radio or podcast. So Brandon pulled to the side of the road. Uh, for some reason, his uh, camera can't work, but you can hear his beautiful voice. So that's why you'll be seeing a picture of him or a black screen. We'll figure out what to do there. Armani Buckets is a up-and-coming coach. At some point during this segment, he's got to run out to coach his team. Also, at some point during this segment, I'm going to get an important call that I'm going to have to mute myself off and step aside. And Adrian, uh, the, the, the pro's pro that he is, will be quarterbacking this mess. Uh, but listen, it's the beauty of sports media continuing this conversation. What do you think, Adrian? That'll be the second time this week, the first time, as many people can recall, because it's now on YouTube, which, by the way, you should subscribe YouTube slash at Sporting Trib uh, because of the All-Star Game and Lids updating the jersey sales on MLB and who's in the top five. We kind of went into jersey attire and fashion and how we wear it to the gym or to a game and mm. Or, and I don't wear nobody's name on the back of this. <laughs> like, we got into all of that. Now, we'll switch it up. If this ends up just being me at any point, I'm pulling up the SummerSlam card. Let's do it. Three weeks away from WWE SummerSlam. We'll get into the bloodline and Roman Reigns. We'll put on our seatbelts and we'll go to the stairway to hell or heaven, depending on how you listen or watch it. But it is what it is. There's moving parts. Our man still like he, he's he's just at the All Star Game, getting all this great coverage and stuff. A lot of things happen. Phone calls, exclusives. You know what it is. It's just the circumstances, situation. We're just here for the ride. It's gonna be fun. Um, 
Brandon, we'll continue the conversation with you just to prove people that you are there. Uh, we were talking about sports media and the future of sports media. You are a little bit like old school and new school. I think you really do enjoy being on the beat. Do you think there's value? Because a lot of these uh, publications or media companies are saying, well, we're not going to cover the day-to-day. We're not going to cover games. We're not going to cover like the day-to-day. I think... Being there day to day enables you to do the big picture stuff. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, just being in the clubhouse for the Angels, seeing like, you know, how guys interact and being able to interview and get coverage is still extremely important, right? Like, I, I don't think it should be undervalued. Uh, even Sarah uh, Valenzuela, that works for the LA Times, you know, for the Angels, now what is she going to do for her stories, right? Because it's one of those things where, you know, everything is due by three. She's going to have to do, like, player profiles and stuff like that, right, and have it the day before and then do it the next day because now it's, like, these recaps that I think are very important at times. I do the three takeaways, and I have coverage and quotes. I think that's extremely important um, moving forward in the industry. But, you know, you can get video, too. I know the Angels don't allow much video, but Claudia gets it for us sometimes, and, Shout out to her. She's been doing a great job, too. But um, I think the point here is is you need media coverage. You need to cover the teams. You need to be in there. But mixing it with the new school of video and, you know, putting in uh, effects, animations, whatever you want to do to make it more fun and connect to the younger Gen Z viewers, uh, there's a mix you can definitely do. For sure. I agree, uh, Brandon, that it's super important. I was going to ask you guys, you know, in, in basketball, we've seen the player empowerment era and LeBron, I think, you know, started with moving to Miami and you saw a lot of younger fans not rooting for teams anymore, rooting for yeah. players. And I feel like that kind of has trickled down into how we see the beat and how we how we cover teams, because I well, feel like. Yes, go ahead, Adrian. No, I'm just saying, like, the NBA in particular, it's very interesting, like, even this week. Like, so much of it has changed. Um, Hell, you could look at the landmark of Draymond during the playoff run when he signed his podcast with Volume and was literally going from the press conference to the hotel to record a podcast. It was unheard of to some unthinkable like Brandon in his own soul. He's like, this is madness. This cannot happen. (laughs) That's what it is. And now we have now like, let me just lay out the past month, right? So Dame Lillard finally decides he wants to be traded. Woj for the longest time says, no, that's not true. Blah, 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 blah. What do we find out? The GM for the, for the Blazers is his former, it is used to work on on Woj's site, the Draft Express, right? So obviously there's a there's a side that Woj is trying to to defend for, and then there's others like Shams with Kyrie and James Harden and other that get the player side. So we kind of know that already in those relationships. But even going into podcast where Cameron's new podcast about three weeks ago kind of went into what happened with Jordan. Uh, Poole and Draymond Green and what was actually said between them that led to the fight. Fifth, 20, 10 years ago, you might think, who kissed some rappers that don't like who? Who gives a crap? Blah, 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 blah. I don't put any stock that he doesn't know and that's actually truthful because main entities, ESPN's not going to go with that. That's not what they do. But so many people are watching that podcast and I could believe that's truth. And then even moving to a couple days ago, 
where the world wants to talk about Zion, about so many things, whether it's on the court or off the court. And you know who got the exclusive interview with Zion? Gilbert Arenas shooting his podcast at the wind at the Blue Wire Studios. Like, this is completely changed. That wasn't Sports Center 11 p.m. Oh, yeah. in Pelt. Well, like, by it- the way, like, Adrian, when, like, when, 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 the, when the biggest free agent story or the trade story in the National Football League, it was Aaron Rodgers. And by the way, this is like a weekly thing. What's the one show he goes on? It's Pat McAfee. It'd be very interesting, by the way, if that continues. My, my guess is it perhaps will. But I think he likes that Pat does his own thing. Pat does his own thing, and he's not beholden to the Walt Disney Company, for example. And so, again, it has changed how you want to uh, uh, talk to the public. You know, before years gone. By the way, when LeBron made his decision, both decisions, right? First time was on television. Jim Gray, sit down. It was on ESPN. But even the second second time. It was in Sports Illustrated. I mean, think about that. Like, he actually went to a traditional print journalism outlet. I promise you, if if LeBron wanted to do something tomorrow, it's on his platform, right? It's on on his terms. I mean, even Lamar, too, during all this drama, I remember he went on a, a content creator, a Baltimore Ravens content creator's YouTube and did an interview with him. That's the only person that he spoke with. And it's kind of... And I stepping away from like the newspapers and things like that, it's kind of changed the landscape completely differently. And I remember to to even bring this even bigger because there's so many branches on this tree about everything that's changing. We broke the news about the ESPN layoffs. And to me, the first signifier that things were changing, well, there was two. Number one is that they really let go of Dan Lebetard. And we brought up Pat McAfee, Colin Cowherd. You could look through the list of people that were on ESPN radio. By the way, ESPN radio, like as a national thing, is 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 dying. They don't know what to do with it. Um, but they're letting uh, go of all these different things. I remember when they said we're only doing baseball tonight on Sunday night, leading yeah. into Sunday night baseball. And to me, that was ridiculous. Like as a youth, my life was filled with web gems and they took it away. But now... As they let go of all these people that they did, Brandon brought up Jeff Van Gundy and the full list. It's on the Sporting Trib on our Twitter. Go check it out. I'm curious for everyone in here. Does that change you? Like, does that change your viewing habits of watching ESPN now? Because at the end of the day, they still got the games. So do any of these things really affect your viewing habits when it comes to ESPN? Our money buckets, let's have you make that last point before you have to step out. I mean, again, how do you consume the media? Has this changed it? Well, I think, you know, obviously it just happened, so we have to wait and see what transpires. But I really, the Van Gundy one really hurt me because I really enjoyed listening to him, as I'm sure a lot of us did. And now you're really sacrificing you're going to have to see what works. Do you go with Mike Breen and Mark Jackson and that's it? Van Gundy he was such a unique personality, and that's kind of the common theme with, with these ESPN layoffs is they're getting rid of these, these people that have unique personalities that people have listened to for a long time, that we've gotten accustomed to, that we enjoy. And now, yeah, I mean, we have no choice. If, if you want to watch you know, an ABC primetime NBA game, for example, yeah, you're going to have to watch it on that network. 
but it might be a lot different with with how we consume it whether you know you have the volume full blast or or volume off maybe still though mike breen in and in and of himself is a legend so in that respect i don't think too much will change but yeah it's it's going to be a completely different way that that we consume espn and and sports media in general for sure Brandon, are you not wa- like, Wait, first no, off, no. are you watching? Are you watching like some of these shows or sports center? That's not 11 PM with Scott Van Pelt. Um, so that's, that's first. Are you doing that? Let's see if Brandon's doing that. I don't know if he muted himself. You can hear me though, guys, right? You guys can hear you. me? You got you, brother. By the way, I gave yeah, you real yeah. quick. This is like old school, like calling on WFAN. Like, I don't know what happened to Brandon's phone. It was perfect. And then now even like the the, the, the call quality is like he's calling from. Let's let's go out to Brandon. And Anaheim, no, I was kidding, Brandon. But anyway, so you know, we make no, no, it's all good. We just we make adjustments, you know. That's right. Fly, it is what it is. I, I wouldn't say it. buy the arm on, but he hopped off quicker <laughs> than Usain Bolt on a in a in a sprint race. <laughs> but I wanted to say this: like I consumed a lot of stuff over the past years, but my childhood, like Adrian said, Sports Center is amazing to watch. Right, obviously, um, you know. All right, Brandon, thanks for the call. First time, long time. Um, Look, I just, I just, it's one of these, like, let's go back to the point I was making with Woj and Shams and basically how all insiders are, like, it's a whole nother discussion of do people care how this information is received? You know what I'm saying? Like, we saw some of the leaks with Adam Schefter and how he spoke with some executives and stuff like that. But, like, it really is a matter of relationships with other people um, and relationships within the league. But I think that 95% of sports fans don't care how Woj got this. They care what the story is that this yeah. player has signed or has been traded. And it's one of those things where like, no, to me, I, I kind I care. Like I kind of like, <laughs> Like, if Schefter drops something, I'm immediately going for what's the agenda. Well, when Sam's drops this, I'm like, yeah, he didn't drop this. I this mean, is what Kyrie wanted to say. You could That's tell like, when you read the tweet, though. I mean, so hey, there's a couple things, right? Like, when, when they break stories now about signings, which they didn't normally do before, but uh, they now say this deal was negotiated by this agent at this firm. And it's like, okay, so I mean, you, you kind of know who gave them the information and i think it's important for that person in that firm whether it's caa whether it's clutch or whatnot to say like hey i negotiated this deal our company negotiated this deal um you could also tell when you read you know how the tweet is phrased and i like Schefter as a person but i think he's gotten into some hot water where you could basically see you know how he got the information and how he words it uh brandon let's let, let's try you one more time um and again if it doesn't work man we've really tried our best here um when you read tweets from guys who break news whether it's Wo- woj shams Schefter, or whatnot do you care how they got that news um you know i do i didn't think Schefter handled it correctly with the andrew luck situation a few years back you know on the field and that's just my personal opinion i'm sure chef is a great guy and i'm not trying to demean him in any way and you know burn any bridges but i just don't think that was the right thing to do i know he wants to be first 
But if he was the only primary guy to get that information, which I think he was, he should have waited until that uh, you know preseason game ended. I feel like there's tons of instances like that where reporters push the boundaries and kind of, uh, you know, you do have an obligation to put out the news. But again, these are human beings we're dealing with, too. And I think that's why a lot of media members have some bad raps, even as a media member is saying this, is because, you know, sometimes the media, uh, not the media, because, you know, people call it like the media, but reporters uh, have a bad rap because of that, right? And players don't want to talk to them and stuff like that. It's because of stuff like that. Uh, I will say this. I think players and fans are now um, going toward wanting to follow people that are similar to them. And whether that be fans, guys that, uh, you know, are like the Baltimore Ravens guy with Lamar that you brought up, Adrian, that's important. Guys that are following the game similar to what they are and have similarities, not just this is a person that covers and won't say anything controversial. And like, no, they want to hear your opinion. Like, you're a person. They want to hear your stuff. And I feel like we're entering this time where you can be a reporter and still get, obviously you never want to say, oh, I'm never going to go on Twitter and say the Angels, embarrassing yet again, you know, but... You know, you can say it how it is. It's been it's been a rough season for them, and I think interacting with fans of Angels Twitter and stuff like that is important for reporters. I think that's a fascinating point, and and I'd love to kind of expand on that some more because I think what what has happened. You're exactly right. You know, if you're a fan of the Clippers, for example, and our very own Joey Lynn hosts a podcast. I mean, you could tell. Joey loves the Clippers. And so when he tweets about the Clippers, like he doesn't hide it. And I think that's why he's very popular amongst Clippers fans, because you're not just a black and white uh, capital J journalist who like, you know, here's the stats like like Joey, like literally like grew up as a Clippers fan. He posts pictures of him going to games cheering for Blake Griffin. Um, so previous the old school media that that wouldn't fly like you know joey couldn't do what he's doing at for example the 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 times you know they, they, they say no you're you're a journalist you have to you know just cover the games well if you're a clippers fan you love the fact that joey lives and dies with a team like you do and so my question to you and adrian i'll start with you where are, are we going with this? I, I do think that you're right. And by the way, that's how we consume our news now. I mean, to take it to that point, you know, if you're if you're on the right side, right, you, you watch Fox News, maybe left, it's uh, MSNBC or something like that. Like, that's the way people are beginning to consume their news, where if you're, I'm just going to use the Clippers for an example, you follow Joey Lynn on in Farbod and Tomer, and you hear their podcasts, and like that's how you consume your 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 news of your team. I uh, I, I really like. I don't have a positive. Um, I, I here's a positive. I think that similar to music, um, like I'm a huge hip hop fan, and 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 have worked in hip hop radio. You know, there's always a complaint that this new stuff sucks, and it's like no, because of the internet, whatever thing you're trying to see, if you want hip hop raps about Super Mario Brothers and Sonic, there's nerd rap for you. There's so many different variations. So when, in my opinion, the only smart quote unquote show that like you'll actually learn something on ESPN is NFL Live. Like if you want that for the NBA, Nikias Duncan and the Dunker Spot podcast, when it comes to basketball, you have that. You want a more analytical algorithm type talk, 
for the NBA. Like you have that and you have that for so many different sports, but with some of these cuts, um, I know that Stephen A. Smith to bring him up again, kind of um, was super offended when he went on Dan Lebitard's podcast and Dan was like, Hey, you know that you kind of, you and skip kind of fathered all this new wave. And I hate it. Um, to a certain respect, because I, I, I can play the hits and I know what I say and I know what I do. But technically, like you could go very far in this, not knowing a damn thing about the game, just knowing what to say as like trigger points, basically being a real life clickbait. Yeah. And that's kind of and because that gets rewarded and because that gets attention, even some of these Twitter accounts uh, like NBA Central or, or oh like God, some of these yeah. that are very, very false information like it's. It's a sad time because excellence and and being great and, and taking care or watching and learning and this and that isn't being rewarded. It's who can yell and who can make me laugh. Yeah, like a professional wrestler on TV, and that's a lot. Yeah, and uh, and some. Well, oh yeah, go me, ahead, Rush. Let me close it out here because we're up against it. But this is this is something that I think we definitely have to talk about. It's one of the things that I really enjoy about these sporting tribunes that we have. Like older journalists, you know, I'll loop myself in there, but, you know, Steve, uh, Steve Carp, Norm Clark, guys like that, younger journalists up and coming, like Brandon, like Grant. Uh, these are important conversations to have. And I think both the young and the old can learn from each other. Because, again, I think that there's importance in stories, in storytelling, in journalism, in covering these games, these teams, being around the clubhouse and the locker room and showing your face and not just having a hot take and not and not saying, hey, this is why this is my take. Um, I think that's important. But I also think it's important to go to where could the consumer is at. I think it's important to to not just say, hey, we're going to put out this print section and we're not going to be on social, we're not going to be on TikTok, and we're not going to be on YouTube and things like that. So again, we're going to continue this conversation because I think it's important and I think we all love sports and we all love sports journalism. So let's leave it there for now. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe, stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.